Okay. We are beginning now the 12th letter. And this letter opens up with a verse from Isaiah saying, and the reward for the act of charity will be peace, and the reward for the service of charity will be quietness and surety forever. So the Rebbe here in this letter is going to say that the precision of the wording, act of charity versus service of charity, refers to two different types of charity. And that's why for the act of charity, the reward is peace. And for the service of charity, the reward is quietness and surety forever. So to understand the differences between these four terms, we're going to look at another saying, our say to say, on a verse in Eov and Job. He makes peace in his high places. Okay? So the prophet is saying, God makes peace in his high places. Our sages explain, what does this mean? That we have two angels, Michael, the prince of water, and Gabriel, the prince of fire, but they don't extinguish one another. Another water seeks to quench fire, and fire tries to vaporize water. And Michael is the prince of water, and Gabriel is the prince of fire, but they don't extinguish one another. This is how our sages are explaining God making peace in his high places. So let's understand when we're talking about him, Michael and Gabriel and fire and water. When we're saying Michael is the prince of water, it's because he's the prince of kindness. He is the angel of God's kindness, which is called water, because water naturally flows down. His kindness is the movement to give. Taking a divine life force from a higher level and bestowing it on the lower worlds freely. Fire soars upward. So that represents the spiritual energy of God's severity, of God's judgment, the withdrawal of this flow of life force. So Michael is the prince of water. He's the prince of God's kindness, of the downward giving flow. And Gabriel is the prince of fire. He's the prince of that upward movement away, which means God's judgment, God's severity, that withdraws this flow of life. Now, these attributes are obviously in conflict. Kindness just wants to give, and judgment wants to limit, wants to contract. But they're only in the state of conflict when they're each confined to their own innate characteristics. In other words, the Hebrew term for trait, attribute, is mida. Mida also means a measurement, means something inherently limited. So each emotional trait is inherently limited. But, as the verse said in Job, God makes peace between them so they shouldn't oppose one another. How does he do this? There's a revelation of an immense illumination from the infinite light of God just as God is infinite, his name, this concept of infinity, not only completely transcends all of creation, it completely transcends all of these attributes. Even the intellectual faculties of God are completely limited in contrast to God's infinite energy. So how much more so these emotions, which are only a, a product of the intellect. So God's infinite light is revealed within the attributes, and then these opposing attributes of Michael and Gabriel of kindness and judgment are absorbed in their source and root and become unified and are nullified in God's light, which is radiating in them in a manifest way. As if, to give an analogy, if you had two very high officials 
and had intense enmity. But when they're both in the presence of the king that they're both incredibly loyal to, this negative feeling dissolves into friendship, into a bond, because they have a joint nullification before their king. So the defined boundaries of these various attributes dissipate in the limitless revelation of the infinite light. So what happens when they're unified? Well, what happens is the severities are tempered, are sweetened, are mellowed by the kindnesses. Now, we could say, wait, what's going on? So God's judgment is to pull back. God's kindness is to give. And when they're unified, the kindness rules. Why? I mean, it should be 50-50 here. But there's a mediary. There's a third factor. And the third factor between the kindness and the judgment is a trait of compassion. So, so to speak, when kindness doesn't insist on unlimited revelation of kindness, let's only give godly illumination in a finite manner. And when severity insists only on withholding the revelation from those unworthy of receiving it, instead of severity's original position, so to speak, of blocking the revelation altogether, even from the worthy. So each one's compromising. And now we have this third mediating attribute of compassion, which leans towards kindness and says, well, this particular recipient may not be strictly worthy of the kindness, but he's at least worthy of being granted it out of compassion. So thus the compassion mitigates the severity and sweetens it so the end result is not limitless giving, but definitely the flow is in the direction of giving and not holding back. And that's why, Kabbalistically, this trait of compassion is called beauty. Because beauty is when we have a harmony of diverse colors. And in this attribute of compassion, we have the colors reds and the whites, which elude the red is God's judgments and the whites are God's kindnesses. And they're blended together in this beautiful harmony, and that's beauty. And when we have God's name and his ultimate name, the four-letter name, the Yud and the He and the Bab and the He, throughout all of the Torah, that always is referring to this attribute of compassion, of beauty. In other words, each of the divine names indicate one of the supernal attributes. The name Kael is God's kindness. Elohim is God's judgment. And the ultimate name, the four letter, Yud and He and Vav and He, is always compassion, beauty. Why? Well, now we understand. Because in compassion, in beauty, the infinite light can become manifest in this immense illumination surpassing all of the other divine attributes. So this is what Job meant by saying he makes peace in his high places. The revelation of God's infinite light makes peace between Michael and Gabriel, between the kindness and the judgments of God.